Welcome to Tail Time Podcast. Welcome aboard, uh, shipmate. Thank you so much. So I'm good glad to, to be here. Yeah, glad it's, to have you here. Yeah, it's really weird, but um, I love it. You know, date my sisters. It's kind of a. <laughs> it's kind of an <laughs> obligation for you to it come on is, and kind yeah. of talk about it. I live down the like you know, 25 feet from there, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, thanks for coming over. Uh, welcome to Tail Time Podcast, the podcast where we read your stories or hear your stories here. At uh, where were we today? Um, we're in a sardine factory. We're in a sardine factory in the Faroe Islands. In the <laughs> in the Faroe Islands. So we're just are we in the packaging sector of it? Oh no 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 no! It's the baking sector. Is this the part? Are we the guys that like take the little sardines while they're still alive and hit hit their heads against yeah, the table yeah, 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 and then? Yep. <laughs> do they make little noises like when they, they do? Die? Actually, okay. Yeah. They uh they kind of like. Have you ever boiled a lobster? No, I haven't. Oh, it kind of sounds like that. They kind of cry. It's really that, weird. That's yeah. have you boiled a lobster? I have. Well, yeah. Okay. Of I live in New England. Yeah, of course. I've, I've just lobster. never boiled one myself. I've had lobster, oh, but I haven't boiled one myself yet. So oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's an excruciating. Do they do the same thing with all? Do they do they do that with bunnies when you make like? They don't uh, do that with bunnies, do they? I don't I, think when you make I've like a bunny soup or some um, kind of. Well, I've I've seen people hunt the okay. bunnies, um, <laughs> but you don't. But for some reason, I imagine like <laughs> boiling water. No, no, no. They, they wring them out like a towel. Oh, it's okay. the most grotesque thing I've ever seen. I haven't seen the bunny, but I've seen the chicken where the chicken's head comes off. Comes off, and they're so That's like, weird. Oh no, no, no! Absolutely, they used to do that like around here too. Don't like, they, they survive would, for like? I'm sure they did that everywhere where you killed there chickens. Was, I think there was one that like survived for like nine months after. Okay. Because uh, I, I don't know why the. They just kept they just kept feeding it and shit. And that sucks. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's really interesting. Those. I think for the rest of the podcast, we're gonna talk about the, that chicken that instead chicken. of whatever you had lined up. Yeah. So, welcome to the chicken head the headless chicken podcast, where we just talk about yeah, whatever this we crazy about chicken that's lived for nine months without a head. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah. but a lot has happened. Uh, the last time I I aired an episode was March or, or May. 24th uh Nothing's happened 2020 yeah, yeah seriously a lot has happened covid um i'm the only host today uh both of my ex-hosts uh jacob bransky and dan palmer unfortunately died um in a terrible sardine accident Bless funny them. enough that we are here so, <laughs> yeah the sardines they they fought back <laughs> <laughs> so they said enough of this we're not taking it anymore nice. uh dan palmer now lives in rhode island with his wonderful girlfriend, uh, Jacob is pursuing his uh, his loving career of becoming a doctor or coming into the medical um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, industry. So he's doing really well on both those ends. So it's just me by myself today. Oh, and Jeff. Jeff's here, but he fell on the sardine crusher before. So he is uh, unfortunately not with us right now. In absentia. Yeah. But uh, he's here in spirit, in sardine spirit. So, um, but yeah, what's your COVID update? How is your... Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Uh, my COVID update. Uh, I've been stuck at home for, I think, almost 10 months. Um, came over from college, just kind of been living out, working from home, you know, surviving, doing my thing, you know? Growing that hair out long, getting I, that man bun. The last, the last haircut I had was March of 2020. That's when the last episode I had. That's, so. that's funny. Yeah, no, it was uh, the day before, uh, oh, God, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And I had rented a kilt, six $700 full-blown kilt with full spray and everything. I was going to go out to the St. Patrick's Day parade. And March 14th, the 17th is the St. Patty's Day parade, and just everything is closing down. So March 17th comes around. I'm just like, fuck it. 
So I put on the full kilt and I just walked down. There was nobody there. So I just kind of like sat in a full kilt in like an Irish bar trying right. to like enjoy, you know, spending hundreds of dollars on like. A, Were a lot of people out? There was. There was actually like a lot of people out. I mean, okay. there there was supposed to be a parade, mm-hmm. but um, that was getting shut down. Everyone was like, all right, there's something coming. It's COVID. Everyone's still comparing it to the flu at that point. So. Meanwhile, you're eating bat soup in the corner like, yeah, I don't oh know God, about that, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. The China flu ain't coming oh. over here. That's for sure. Oh, my God. No, we were spitting beer in each other's mouths. <laughs> 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 High five and pangolins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, it was so good. No, it was really fun. Um, yeah, we went to Chinatown after. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That Got time. on a really compact plane. Yeah, COVID's um, been really cool. You know, I've been saving money. You know, living my life, doing nothing. I've been a little out of touch. Let me. Uh, I, fr- I totally forgot to introduce our guest today. He's oh, yeah. the wonderful, handsome Michael Gangnath, thank the you, thank brother. You, of my beautiful girlfriend Kelsey right, right. Gangnath, mm-hmm. and he's come on here yes, today to talk about uh, his his um, trials and tribulations over in Scandinavia. Yeah. He spent a year in Norway. Yes, he did. So I thought we would maybe get the Scandinavian perspective it's today. Perspective. And yeah, why don't we get right into the topic? So yeah, tell us a little bit about Scandinavia for people who are not from the uh, the white yeah. cold north. Yeah, Scandinavia is a really cool place. It's um, Finland, Denmark. Greenland, uh, yeah, Finland, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. Um, they're all like the same place, kind of, but they all kind of have like their weird little feuds, kind of like, I don't know, Connecticut and Rhode Island or mm-hmm. like Connecticut and Massachusetts. They're all the same, but they all don't want to be called the same type of thing. Um, Sweden hates Norway. Norway Very hates hipster Sweden. of them, right? They're yeah. so hipster. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the only like, the only difference is kind of the, just the way they pronounce things. They basically all speak the same language, kind of. Well, that's what it says in my notes here. Actually, their language is is very similar to each other. Right. Um, and I was reading that at one point they were one large country in the they, 18th century, maybe. They and were, then, yeah. Or they um, agreed to have a, a, a unitarian sort of overreaching government and one monarch. Yeah, they, there was no, there was there was kind of dissolution in like the 1800s um, because of like the involvement of the French, the involvement of everybody else. But like Norway and Sweden were like really close together, and then like Finland's kind of its own like weird kind of thing. It's it's kind of like exterior to kind of Scandinavia, but it's it's still okay. considered part of it. Um, so the languages kind of like bleed over. Like Norwegian is is very similar to Swedish, and then Danish is very similar similar to Norwegian. It's just mm-hmm. the way that you pronounce things. Or like kind of weird like in in danish the way you say like i don't understand this and the way you say it in norwegian is and it's like very similar except like danish has like a, a warm potato in your throat okay and they all just kind of want to be different and like try to like make themselves kind of separate from each other but they're basically all kind of like the same ideologies the same philosophy the same kind of like history because they've were basically the same people the past 300 years um, so Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland are, as well, fin- Finland as well. Cause I was reading yeah. online that Finland is not considered a part of Scandinavia. It's not on, on the definition books, but when you talk to somebody from Finland and you say you're not a part of, of, of Scandinavia, they're going to give you a little bit of hoot. Um, a little bit of hoot. Is that a what they call yeah, a whoop ass over Yeah, a little whoop ass. They're, they're really cold people, but they're not, they're not afraid to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, they have, um, like the Norwegians, the Finnish, and the Swedish, they all have like the central roots, which is their indigenous people, which is the Salmi, 
which is they're kind of their Native American, Native Scandinavian people, and they all kind of like reside in the same area. That's where you get like all like the reindeers and everybody together. Mm-hmm. Like really cool nomadic people. Like if you ever met them, they're like super practical. They're just like I, I met a, a bunch when I was up in the, the northern part of of Norway, kind of bordering Sweden, and um, they just have like. Uh, they're wearing like fox furs and like Levi jeans. And like, yeah, because it keeps the cold in. And she's like, it's like really night, like tight knit. It's just like mishmash of just like modern, like all these nomadic cultures. It's pretty cool. Well, that's probably where, um, uh, I mean, is, is, do they derive that from the Viking culture that essentially uh, pillaged and raped throughout Northern Britain and into Britain, and yeah, Wessex yeah. and all those the separate kingdoms and then they moved over to Iceland right. and no one's Francia. Really sure like where those lines end like if the Vikings are just Swedish or the Vikings are just Norwegian because it kind of just bleeds together. But Denmark too, they're Denmark as well. Okay, um, Denmark's included in there as well because um, they were called the da- they were the Danes. Are the Danes and the Norsemen? They're kind of they have a same they're, sort they're kind of, of culture. Okay, together. all right. Um, it's just when you're talking about Scandinavia, especially Norway or like Sweden, it's Norway, especially because in the mountains, it was, they evolved all these different cultures and these different like kind of dialects of the same language where somebody from the South part of say Denmark or or Sweden or Norway, they don't understand that people from the North part, because even though they're speaking the same language, just because of the mountains became so treacherous, so difficult to actually travel up all through these different regions. So it's kind of unknown exactly who the Vikings were that kind of went and pillaged down into England and to, to Greenland. But uh, I'm always going to say it's it's uh, Norway because I look at my family history and I see a direct line to like Eric the Red, Herald all these cool people that were these icons of being Vikings. And I, I always claim them to be Norwegian, although the Swedes will claim them to be Swedish and Danes will consider them to be Danes. Um, so well, now that of, you've put this image in my head, I right. imagine like ancestors of the Gangnas, like the Gangnas Raid yeah. is cool. And, and it's just literally like you, yeah. the, what you look like right now, exactly right. like a carbon right, right. copy, right. but with like some really badass like leather and oh, wielding yeah. a, a two handed axe. Exactly. And, yeah. So our our family, at least that as we know it, Gognats is the denominator that we go by, at least in the north of Norway. It's it literally means time because they forgot what like uh, gamle means old, but gangnath is so old that they've kind of forgot the, the naming of it. Um, so when you go to the north of Norway, it's it's called Opstur Gagnat. Um and the only reason my name is gangnath is because my ancestors got bored with how to write it. They were trying to like they were like adding different letters like gangnath, but the way you pronounce it's still the same. So they're like gangnath. Gangnat, G-A-G-N-A-T, and they were just bored of it in, like, the early 1800s. So you see, like, a headstone. I've been there. Um, it's in Olesen, They Norway. were bored of their name? They were bored of their name. So, like, you'll see a headstone. Okay. And, like, it's typical in Scandinavia to bury everybody in the same plot. Like, not even, like, the... Literally, <laughs> ask it. Oh, it's it, outrageous. You dig it up, move over, Aunt Gertrude. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You dig you it. Need and more room. You bury them down. And so on a single headstone, you'll see multiple names. And like going back, like to they 1800s. scratched it out, and they're like, no, "Oh, they, also they, they Timmy." They have the old one, and then they just write the new ones beneath gotcha. it. Gotcha. They, they six feet isn't the rule in Scandinavia. It's like twenty, twenty-five feet that they bury them down, uh, three, four meters, whatever. So obviously, Scandinavia is is relatively well known yeah. for being one of the uh, or one of the regions where their countries have repeatedly been on 
the top of the world happiness report from the yes. UN. Yeah. So that's really, really interesting. So uh, Norway was the the top of that for a very long time until Greenland kind of stole it away from them for a little bit. Um, I think they were five years in the happiest country. Um, and you feel that. Like when I first landed in Norway, I spent a year there. Uh, but when you, when you land there, there's kind of like an impression that like anything you do is kind of okay. And you just feel like... I don't know, just like when you're walking around New York City or anything like that, you kind of feel like a pressure to act a certain way, to sure. stay in line a certain way. But like, like if you want to take a dump in the street, a, a Scandinavian might be like, right. "Okay, friend, like, that's okay. a choice you but made." Like they would, they would come up to you and be like, "Hey, you okay? Do you need anything?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh my. And we like, don't do that here. You don't, you don't do that here. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there, it was just kind of um, just such a freeing thing. Like you felt like it was like a tangible experience where you felt right. free to be like you, just you to be a human being, like. Sure, trip and fall, get back up. Exactly. Keep moving. This is what life, that's really cool. Um, And they have this kind of like, and and the reason for that is they have this thing called the the law of Yontelovin, which is um, you are nobody, absolutely nobody. Everybody's equal. The king, you, everybody walks in a room, you've never met them before, they're equal. Mm -hmm. It's when you start talking, it's the impressions that you make with every individual that sets who you are. So you walk into a room, you may be a billionaire, but... You're just like everybody else walking in so that's their underlying law is the it's isn't that true of of, of most modern societies though like if i no. walk into a room no you don't no, think so not at all like uh, it is it's i i didn't experience it in denmark i didn't experience it in sweden didn't experience it in finland it was in norway that I experienced it, the uh law of Jantaloven, which is you are nobody until you speak, until you do whatever you want. The impression that me and you have is mm-hmm. not by your reputation. It's by how I know you. Oh, not by how, you, how your reputation okay. precedes you. So no and preconceived notions or not, anything like that? Not They're at just, all. Okay. And it was weird because like, I went to school there. I went to university. I went to Honolulu Bay in Oslo, which is the... Uh, it's a private school, so it's kind of looked down upon. But um, the teachers, they don't... They don't want you to call the Mister or whatever. They call you like they're like call me by my first name, <laughs> and that was the as weirdest. they light up a doobie. <laughs> the the name's Jake. My um my professor Thor Holneman, um who was my uh, ecology and um, entrepreneurship teacher at BI. He was just like, yeah, just call me Tor. And he was like talking about like how he would grow mushrooms, talking about his daughter, talking about his life that he mm-hmm. had there. And I never had kind of like an intimate personal experience with the teacher before. And that was like very endemic of of that like law of Yontelovin where it's just like you see it everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. like one of the reasons why it feels so like free being there. That is really cool. And I know that um, we always draw parallels to our current economic polit- uh, uh, social strife and Right. The United States right now, where some yeah. people are struggling to make ends meet, or um, yeah. they d- they feel like they're less in society, and mm-hmm. uh, some uh, figureheads and politicians, such as U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders, has right. pointed to the model in Scandinavia right. and Sweden and Norway as as a model for change and and social and social uh, justice. Right. And so you know, it's interesting to see. Um, I mean, some people will say, you know, the counterpoint. Uh, from the other side of the aisle is probably that um, it, that'll work on a smaller scale, but right. for it some, won't work here for because we're too large of a country. But I don't, I like honestly, I don't know because Norway's in a very particular situation. It is, I mean, right now, I think as it stands now, it is the happiest country. It has the best healthcare, has the best education. Even for, though they they spend an exorbitant amount on taxes every year, would you say? So or? yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> When uh so on average people spend about fifty three percent of their income in taxes. 
um, which okay. is huge. It's massive compared. I think it's like thirty percent. Dude, or people would murder people over people here. People murder people yeah. here over here. Um, but they have one of the best social safety nets in the world. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they also have this thing called the Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is all their most most of their taxes, and then one hundred percent of the profits that they get from oil go into a bank account. Mm. And the only person that can dispense wealth or decide who gets this money are philosophers. It's, That's it, crazy. You told me about that. Yeah, democratically elected philosophers who decide. This is the largest bank in the world. Okay. One point six trillion dollars to be used only for the benefit of six million people. That is unheard. Like the United States, for all its glory and wealth, does not have this amount of money. And I feel like that's that might be. A little bit of a stress. I feel like private citizens even own more than one point six. No, there's there's no single concentration of cash. Okay, it's just pure cash. No, no equity. No, none of this. Okay, so these are liquid assets that are liquid just... assets. Just pure cash. <laughs> oh my god! Like uh, one, it's the largest wealth fund in the world. Okay, it's just six million people. Um, and they use it to fund every. I mean, not fund everything, but they invest it in like. I have to look. I have got. I got to check on that. La- largest the sovereign wealth fund. Largest, largest sovereign wealth fund. Bank. Okay, largest sovereign wealth fund. Yeah. And they use this kind of to support their social safety nets as well as their yeah the Norway uh, region sovereign wealth fund. So, yeah. but it's not a, it's you said a bank, so it's not really so it's, it's a financial institution. It's financial that, okay. institution. Yeah. So they they do invest into different stocks and the like. Got it. Um, okay. So they take that money, obviously invest it and in, right. Um, but the way that they're they view it is as a support system for their people to grow and to develop. Um, and it's a really powerful thing. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's incredible what they do with it. Um, I mean, theoretically, couldn't with that amount of money for only 6 million people, everybody could be driving Lamborghini. I mean, it could look like another Dubai or UAE. It could, but they don't want that. Okay. They don't want rapid development. They don't want like massive companies coming in and turning Norway into a massively industrial area. They want it to grow at the rate it grows. That's just, it's almost amazing the fact that it's... I'm sure there is graft and corruption... Um, but there, there is, but it, it's seldom and far apart. Right. Um, the the idea of democracy of self interest is so out of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like they have communes as kind of their their central. They don't have like local representatives, local first representatives. They have communes that represent women's interests, represent uh, Arabic interests, represent immigration interests. Whoever mm-hmm. lives there, they have a hundred percent complete true voice. It's it's really cool to see. Um, it gives the person a lot of agency too. I would imagine too. Yeah. I mean, do they probably do embrace the free market and you know have a career path individually, mm-hmm. such well, as the United they, they States? They have as a well. career path, but they have one hundred percent accountability. If you want to know if somebody's corrupt, you can actually. I mean, and you'll they'll see that you look them up, but you can look up someone's salary. Mm-hmm. You can look how much money that person has. That's great. It's, I love it's that. Hundred percent great. It, it's kind of like the 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 thing that Bitcoin's trying to strive. You can always see how much money someone has. Sure. In blockchain, um, but they have that kind of ingrained in the democracy is to see how much wealth someone has, how much it's, money they're getting, how much taxes they're paying. It's funny because at the cultural level here, mm-hmm. many employees of of major corporations, it's shunned upon to ask each to other ask what, what yeah know. what you make, and then no. right yeah you know how much someone makes. Mm-hmm. And then that way, like, if you're a minority, anybody working in a business, and you're like, oh, I'm not making equal to what my counterparts are. You can just put in a request to Nob, which is their 
uh, employment agency and just say, hey, I'm not making enough, and they'll fix that for you. Because they can just look at you can look it up. If you're a person of color, a person whatever, minority, uh, immigrant, you can look up how much the other person's making and be like, hey, I'm not making enough. And you can fix that issue yourself. I have uh, read that um, there isn't much of a representation of the minority class because there isn't. I mean, there's there it's not. predominantly it's not predominantly because it's, white. they haven't tried, but right. Um, there's a there's a very small. It's 99 percent white. Sure. Um, but they have immigrants. They have they have a very large Somali population. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in. When I was attending school there, I, I made a lot of friends with people that were from Somalia, people that were from uh, Uganda, people that were from Tanzania. And they came as kind of refugees, um, very welcome, open-armed. Um, but Scandinavia has been trying to preserve its way. A lot of Norway itself, uh, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, they've been kind of um, restricting the amount of people that can come to the country. Huh, um, interesting. Yeah, because they... they they view it as they need to preserve the amount of people that have six million people in the country, and they want they want to preserve the way of life that they have, which is, it's difficult, you know. So your event, your uh, Scandinavian yeah. scandals. I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, why do you start us off? Why why were you right. going to Norway? How'd you so get there? I um had the great opportunity of having a Norwegian family, so I had kind of um, precedent to to attend a Norwegian university. Um, a private Norwegian university, which is kind of shunned upon when you go there. Um, they make jokes about it. Um, they actually have a word within in, in Norwegian, mm-hmm. which is the people that go there, they call them barn, which is oil babies. Because <laughs> that is like the highest kind of like they got. Well, money. everyone gets revenue from the oil, you said. So it they, doesn't... They do, but it, it's, it, it came popular in the 90s. So all these people getting money, are the, they call them the oil barn. Um, so or, it's way cool to have like millions of dollars to your name, but don't cool. use it. You don't use it at all. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Um, so I attended this university um, kind of as a way to meet my family and a way to explore like my Norwegian identity as well as to attend one of the best universities in the world. It's number four in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, is it really? Yeah, what, it is. What's it called? B. Honleskolen, BR Norwegian Business School. Um, it is... Can you spell? Can you say that out like I'm a four-year-old B. monkey? B.I. Norwegian Business School. <laughs> no, no, no. In Norwegian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has a, a character you don't have in your keyboard. Just just go slower. How does it... Honleskolen. Hondeles. You're gonna find it better with B on Norwegian because there's a letter uh, that you don't have in your keyboard. All right, now say it backwards. Nope. Google (laughs) Google does not know what that is. BI Norwegian Business School. BI Norwegian. It's one of the most accredited universities in the world. It's pretty cool. Um, Okay. But when you go there and you tell people you go there, you get kind of these like dirty looks because. 99% 99% of Norwegians attend public free schools. Yeah, you're probably looking at pictures. BI Norwegian. Jim, uh, uh, Jeff, let's put that on the board. Put that let's on take the board. a look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, a lot of glass. A lot of glass. Yes, yeah, so it was built on an old iron foundry in this industrial area called Nidalen, which is where I lived. I lived in the Sondanker in Nidalen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Love the good, the good anchor. Right? It was built in um, four buildings that they kind of just covered with glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should watch one of the videos that they have for the advertisements of these things. Cause they Maybe have, like, you can send it to us. We can put it for the podcast. Yeah, 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 Norwegian actors and everything doing all these advertisements for this place. But I attended BI Norwegian Business School um, to 
um, kind of expand my marketing analytics knowledge as well as um, touch base with my family. Um, and I went there and out of just kind of luck, my aunt lived maybe five minutes walk from the school. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go over and we would have like tea and biscuits and whatnot. But I, um, so I attended BI Norwegian Business School. I was, um, attended there for six months. I mean, uh, six months the first time, uh, first semester, um, just do my studies, you know, meeting a lot of people. Um, they have these things called Falderulun, which is a massive party in the beginning. It's partying is kind of very big in their academic scene, but oh, really? I met people from. We don't do that over from, here. We don't. <laughs> like I'll, I'll explain further on, but it is you have no idea. Um, it is the most outrageous version of celebration. And this was like your first week that you were there? So, yeah, it's my first week. So they have like Kygo, which is this massive electronic artist. Like, oh, I love Kygo. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the way that we started Fall the Ruin is they drive us out. So I'm like meeting all these people. I have like a, a group of French people, a group of German people, a group of people from Canada, like just many these new people. And they put us on these buses mm-hmm. and they drive us like an hour north and then... They're like, all right, get off. And then they're like, all right, get off. And then we walk 45 minutes through the woods to like a stage in the middle of nowhere. Just abs- drunk out of our minds. I appreciate, I just had to interject. I appreciate you telling this story in the voice of a sex phone operator. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, <laughs> so I want to experience. It's it. so cold <laughs> in Scandinavia. My nipples get so and We go out in the woods and we just see like a, f- a massive stage, hundreds of people out there. I don't know why I was in the middle of the woods. It was so weird. They were like, all right, we're going to put you on a bus and um, you're going to be out of your minds, but mm-hmm. you're going to find your way back. Don't mind that you don't speak the language yet, okay. but we're going to stay in these woods and there was just a massive party for That's a solid great. week. That was our orientation was just parties. It was going out playing something called flunky punk, which is where you throw um, a stick at another stick. Uh-huh. And if it falls over, you have to drink until your partner turns it upright. That sounds like they're just drinking. Drunk. Oh, it's just, it was literally <laughs> just, just drinking out of your minds. But it was <laughs> the caveman version of, of Pong. Right. It was so cool. It was just like an immaculate experience. Um, and then one of the big aspects, too, of my experience there was I became the youngest head bartender in Norwegian history. Really? Yep. That's so, right. Tell us about your bartending yeah, yeah, yeah. history. How you got into that? So I uh, attended the university. The university has like all these different shops attached to it. But one of the big things about Norway is drinking, obviously, because not really much else to do besides skiing. And they have a bar. It's called Bar Croa. Um, it, it is a university-sponsored kind of way that you're trying to understand entrepreneurship um, and like run a business and everything, but they have a bar attached like right on the outside of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it connects all the different university parts, but I became the, um, the youngest ever manager of this bar, which is, um, kind of a, a feat of accomplishment because how did that happen? So did you start right. as a bar back? So I, I, I started then... as just a bar trainee, um, okay. within, um, everybody else. You, you kind of like enter this like class of bartenders that come in. So our bar served about 5,000 people a night. Like all, it was the cheapest place to get beer. Because one thing you know about Norway is it is the most expensive place to be. A beer is about $12 sure. US. Yeah. So it's outrageous there. Um, so we had the cheapest. It was maybe 40 crowns for a beer, which is maybe 5 or $6 for a beer. 
Um, and all I did besides like studying was I would work at this bar. So every time someone would like offer up a ship, I would take it and I would take every single person's shift. And by the time I did all that, like I, I took the most shifts and they were like, all right, push me up through management, push me up through all these things. These are over months. This is over months. It was or over weeks two months. Days. It was <laughs> over two months. <laughs> okay. And I, and I two months. did not know Norwegian at all. Like I'm, I'm sure they spoke English. They did, but they didn't want to. Right. Okay. <laughs> so they're, they're drunk. They did not want to speak Norwegian. So I would be ordering beers. We're like, can I have an Ola? And I was like, yeah, totally. And I was just <laughs> hand them whatever, whatever they wanted. Yes. Uh, like I would guess like a beer. Slap maybe. a Chicago Slap accent Chicago, on there. Whatever. Right. And I would just throw them out. I was like, yeah, that's great. Um, and it took me three months, but I learned the language only because I worked behind that bar the entire time. Um, and I became the the head manager of that place, and we had 120 bartenders working at a single time. Oh my god! It was a massive place, um, and it sir like it, it was kind of training to get like management experience and everything. But I trained over 120 bartenders over like a period of three months. Just it's like an like, internship through the school. It was kind of like an business major. Right, 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 right. So like I I was studying marketing analytics, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, it sounds good. You know, just selling beer and everything." And I was like, "Yeah." That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make drinking involved in everything? Oh, literally everything. Oh my god! Like, you know what would be great with this heart surgery? Heart surgery, you know, it's have yes, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so, I spilled a little bit inside the crevice. <laughs> so me, twenty-one years old, became the bar manager after just a couple months working at this place um, in Norway. You know, two thousand plus miles from my family, and they're like, "Yeah, here's the keys." to a bar and i abused the shit out of that oh my god i don't so did they did they recognize that were they like did they call you in they're like hey listen like this is no. a big deal oh, no no no, 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 no. Okay. not at all so, so i so how did you know you were I the youngest books well i i knew it was the youngest because i got an award for it oh um, you got an award yeah, right, for right, it. Right, right okay here's the, the keys also you're right. the youngest in history you're the youngest all okay. right right because it's like a, it was a new thing they started in the '80s. This kind of way to just like involve like students in entrepreneurship and like running their own business was like starting bars and stuff. Okay, it's like such a central part of their culture. Um, and I became the bar manager, and just I spent so many nights just like working there, and then, and then some, like closing the bar down. Sure. And my f- like when I would close the bar down, I'd play um, closing time. What was it? Yeah. Sure. Closing time, like okay. that song, and everybody knew it was just time to shut down. It was like one o'clock in the morning. Okay, but the rest of the people that I worked with, uh, Fati, uh, Andre, all these different people that I worked became best friends with. Oh, that's awesome. We would just sit around. It's three, four o'clock in the morning, and we would just drink because I knew how to like fudge kind of the numbers. I have no one's listening from Norway, but I would kind of like fudge. <laughs> I would fund kind of the the orders, the income, the in and outs of of how much we spent because we had kegs. And we stuff. do have one listener from Norway, so. <laughs> and I would kind of fudge the books, and we would just sit around drinking and talking, and like, um, l- like we had a massive PA system, so we were just playing music the entire time. Oh, nice, kind dude! Of enjoying ourselves, yeah. It was such a sound like, like a horrible manager. <laughs> I was a horrible. I was a hor- no, I was a great manager. I just, you know, we didn't make that much revenue. Right. You know? <laughs> no, so you're Everyone a horrible had a great manager. time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're a good friend. How about I mean, that? I was a great friend. You're a good friend, like, better yeah, partier. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. Well, yeah. you had a good time. So yeah, I go. would, I would drink, and then we'd go to class in the morning. That's what internships are for. That's what they're know? for. We would drink, and then we'd just go to class because. Uh huh. 
the door that opened up was like the entrance to the school so we just get shit face fall asleep on the like on the couches that we had there because like no one would see us like we run the bar right and we just go to class in the morning just smelling like booze it was incredible it was absolutely incredible so what's your uh your craziest story the craziest story from your time in uh, norway um well we got the time i slept underneath the house we got the time I uh, I dated a uh, a Belgian princess. Let's stop you right there. That sounds this the house really one was like a good start, right, and then right, you right, decided right. to go zero to sixty. Right. Let's go to the princess. That sounds like a way better right, story. Right, right. So I um, we're gonna buy. There's just like so like I'm doing well. All right, in the United States, maybe upper middle class, whatever. But like these people that I went to school with, going to a private school is outrageous. They had like castles mm -hmm. and the rest. So I'm um, working at this bar. Can you imagine picking up a girl and they have to let the moat dead, the uh, draw moat down, down. <laughs> over the moat? Like, uh, by the way, um, we just got to call ahead. We just got to let the moat down before we get it. <laughs> um, I can't sneak in. But I, uh, for, for a brief while, I dated this girl who, for a majority of the time, I didn't know was a duchess in Belgium. Her name is Laura de Wolf. So she's the Duchess of the Wolfenstein family in, in Belgium. You're making that up. This is a Hallmark movie plot. No, no, not at all. And she was probably the craziest person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, so I've met her initially. She was one of my bartenders that I was working with. So it's just like, you know, kind of like, a, hey, let me just kind of like tutelage. Let me show you how to do these things. You're like ghosts. Right, sure. Okay. Like, I was showing her how to like shake drinks from behind. Like like a weird kind of like. You thought it was weird she was wearing a tiara to work <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, like that. <laughs> Um, and so May 17th comes around, it's Constitution Day, um, which is where you get to kind of go in the parades, meet everybody, um, it's the big part of Norwegian culture, and, um, so I'm, I'm going with her, she's like, yeah, let's just come with me and everything, um, and so we're walking up the main steps to the palace, and normally just everybody, like, goes in the procession, you walk around, you can wave to the king and queen, it's really cool. Um, so she starts walking into the palace and I'm just like, Hey, uh, I don't think we're supposed to go this way. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Um, and it was like at that moment I was like, Oh shit, maybe like something's going on or something. And so we walk into the fucking palace at this time. All royals can just go into other royals' houses, like it's. She was invited. Oh, she was invited. Didn't tell oh, okay, me at all. It. Like I. Oh, that must have been fun for like, her. I just thought there was this girl I was gonna hook up with, right? You know. Yeah. Not at all. So like, I have to walk in. I'm wearing like kind of what I'm wearing right now, like kind of just like a hoodie, just kind of like walking around doing my thing, kind of like a schmuck, and walk into the Norwegian Queen's Palace. I mean, the Norwegian Royal Palace and all that. Okay. Um. And they say, Miss Laura Wolf. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and I look at her and it is just like the most kind of like humbling experience I've ever had. But it turns out she was the uh, duchess within Belgium of the, the Wolf family. Her Walk name, in. They the announce fanfare. her name. Sure. I've never been around somebody where they're like, now presenting Laura the Wolf. They said it in Norwegian. Sure. But like Laura the Wolf in like, I was kind of embarrassed at the same time because like i'm wearing a hoodie 
at the same time. <laughs> you were allowed in too? I was, was allowed in too. I was with her. And they, it was a plus one guest or I was something? a plus one guest. Well, it wasn't a plus one guest, but all it was was a like an audience. That's, they didn't have like that's a, all they said. a shirt and tie requirement or whatever. It was an audience before the king. Oh, okay. So you were right. all, okay. So all we do is we walk in and we're waiting. So what'd you do during the party? Like, were you just like, you're... It, was, it wasn't a party. All it was was a, it's very ritualistic. Okay. It's you walk in front. You kneel, you bow, and then you say thank you, and then you walk out. It's an audience before the king. Okay. The weirdest, strangest, like, circumstance of my life. Um, And so we leave. Well, we walked out of the entire thing. Um, I'm kind of flabbergasting the entire time. And um, we... Oh, God. We go to this party afterwards, and I've gotten probably drunker than i have my entire life and this kind of leads into the story about being underneath the house mm-hmm. um because it's still at that time i didn't understand norwegian um and i am trying to make my way home i'm um, trying to like make my way through the entire city after the party um oh, such a good time <laughs> um in uh were you hanging out with the duchess still or well so we had a, like our group of the, the father ruling friends. So we okay. go back to this person's place. Um, oh, I forget her name, but everybody there is like outrageously wealthy. Uh, like we walk, it's like, Oh yeah, just come from my apartment. And we walk into this lady cause it's an after party for like the 4th of July. Basically. Um, she has a chandelier in her house and it's like the weirdest thing in the world. And we're like, this is kind of a lot of money and everything's starting to click and everything. Um, and she's like, I'm a duchess. Check this out. Here's the queen. And you're like, oh, I'm Mike. Never of- tells me she's a duchess. But then you're like, I'm Michael. Watch I'm me Mike- fall asleep under this, this house. I, um, <laughs> so there is, we have a group of friends together. So she's a part of the father ruling class because she came a part of the same class that we are. Okay. Um, bunch of different friends. My friend, uh, Victoire, my friend Max, who is this German guy from Cologne, um, and we all just go to this one party, and this is kind of the start of my um, relationship in the Norwegian hospital. So, <laughs> okay, we go to this awesome party afterwards because it's, it's just like that's all you do all day. You kind of get work off of it. But um, we meet with all our friends, and they're like just doing regular party stuff. And um, one of our friends uh, who worked at a Domino's. Domino's is very popular over there. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. They start passing out party favors, Mm -hmm. um, which is like what I impressioned that mozzarella stick. No, no, no. What I impressioned that time to be and like that was that was a kind of like a a part of Domino's delivers. Yeah, they deliver. You know, just like a great country. Spice up your night. You know. Um, And is that a topping? Is that extra (laughs) (laughs) topping? It's on the side, kind of. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I never done really. I mean, like I smoked like weed and stuff and all that. But um, we they started passing it. Oh god, so gross! Because I, I took my and I swigged it back, and they have this thing called snus, which is tobacco you put in your like in your lip. And okay. Um, into a, a to a cup, and I drank out of it. Dip. Okay. It was it was just water with dip into it, so I drank mm-hmm. out of that, and then like I started gross. like panicking. It was just like awful, and I. Uh, freaked out so i found the first person that i could at that time and i was like hey i think i'm ODing," but it like it really wasn't uh oh my god yeah no like it was 
from like what I got afterwards, it was it was like LSD. It was crazy. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, it's absolutely outrageous. From the Domino's people. Bit. What? Pull back a little bit. Yeah. 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 From the Domino's people. Um, the Domino's people. Yeah, it was like out of nowhere. <clears throat> um, Were they in their Domino's uniform? Like that'd be crazy. They weren't in their Domino's uniforms. Um, but they are. I'd be like, that pizza was a little weird. <laughs> it was so weird. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I've never done drugs before besides weed. I'm just like, I'm dying out of right. my mind. It's like, call the ambulance. Yeah. So I got my friend. I'm like, not having a good time at all. Okay. Turns out it was just high. So they take me to the hospital. And I'm like, all right. So I'm in a fucking ambulance. That's $1,000. <laughs> the ginger American can't hang. Ginger American can't hang. Everyone's mad. Like, everyone's like physically mad at me. Dude. Um, and I ended up going to the hospital, and I stayed. So this one guy that I was like, hey, can you, we're in a different country. Can you come with me? <laughs> he stays like 24 hours with me in the hospital. Oh, what He's a nice like, guy. Nice yeah. guy. Just met him like a couple hours before. Um, the girl, that the Laura that I, that I was with at that time, this is where she kind of like loses interest in me. But um, go to the hospital because um, I, I had fallen or whatever because I was kind of like out of it. Um Got an MRI. Your poor mother. Got a CAT scan. Got an X-ray. So like I'm sitting in the hospital thinking I'm gonna call my parents, thinking they're gonna ruin everything and everything. And then I'm worried about the bill at the end of the night. I'm like, I got a fucking MRI. I got a CAT scan. Yeah. I got an X-ray. So I'm sitting there the entire time waiting to just like kind of come down from everything. I'm like flirting with the nurses. I'm yelling at them. It was just like a really ludicrous kind of night. Real charming gentleman. Yeah, I was sure. really charming. Yeah, he's really charming guy. It was uh, at the end. I'm like leaving. I was like, so what do I do? Because <laughs> like I woke up in the morning and like this guy with me is Vlad. I think he's with me. He's this really Russian guy. He's like, That's he, the guy who stayed with you. The guy who stayed with me. He's you like, don't even know his name. I think his name is <laughs> Vlad. I, the only reason I remember Vlad is because like is this like a one night guy? Like you never it was saw one him night, again? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. And I was he was telling me stories about his life, and I was just like, dude, just keep me company. And he was like, he was he was a really good friend at yeah, that time. Yeah, that's nice. He was just, like, he was telling me at a time his dad was just like, you know, you pussy, you know. And I was just like, kind of like fading in and out. Sure, just, just coming down. But uh, he leaves in the morning, and the nurse brings me, like, liver pate on toast and, like, coffee in the morning. Okay. I was like, oh, that's so sweet of you. She's like, yeah, um, we're going to have to charge you for that. For what? The pate? For the liver pate. Okay. Because I was like, I was, hung- the MRI, the I, was hu- I was hungry in the morning. Okay. And she was like, all right, we're going to have to charge you for that. Um, and then, I like, everything's clearing up. And I was like, I'm still just kind of, like out of it still but no one's really checked in on me and then like i'm fine in the morning they're like all right you can go and then i'm waiting at the entrance to like leave and they're like so what do i do like mm-hmm. do i pay or anything you gotta pay for the pate right pay for the pate so my visit to the hospital mm-hmm. for an x-ray an mri on a cat scan yeah was 23 dollars u.s never paid a single cent past that what? It was twenty three dollars. Right. I know I, I I know it's universal health care over there, but right, that's right. like that's it was that for the pate? <laughs> it was it was just for the pate. Okay. It was for the pate and for the ambulance there. Um it was twenty three dollars US. Wow, and a and a beer costs like four dollars below that. Four dollars below that, yeah. And a Big Mac's fifteen dollars. That's crazy. That's great though, man. I mean that's it was a really cool it was a really cool time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well I'm sure that the people paying paying fifty one percent of their Income to taxes is real happy with you, pal. Oh no, they absolutely (laughs) they love it. That's why they have universal health care. That's that is awesome. I I would love to see you know, especially a 
nation as powerful as ours kind of steer towards that direction. Right, right, right. And that's Universal me personally. Healthcare. That does not reflect the opinion of Tail Time Podcast whatsoever. That is me, Andrew Brunick, saying that. But that's awesome, man. That really is great. I mean, it doesn't. You're not in a financial burden. You're no. not plagued. Your family isn't plagued by any no. medical mishaps or anything. It's really no. great. That's really great that you got that opportunity. Yeah, you can, yeah. It, the I mean, the one bad thing is that you know you're gonna have post traumatic stress from the Domino's guy every oh time we delivers pizza. But I was like, oh my god, I'm back there. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> I am back. I'm back here. No, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty cool though. Well, that's great. Well, that's awesome. Do you have anything else to say about uh, Scandinavia before we wrap it up? Uh, uh, what's the princess's name? Laura the Wolf. Laura, if you're listening right Laura, now, I miss you. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> Please take me. You, you, you screwed. You screwed it up. You missed your shot. I, yeah, I did. Not you, Laura. Laura, yeah, she did. <laughs> Laura, come back, please. <laughs> I would find you, Michael. <laughs> I don't know why she's Indian. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to get that whole region. I'm just meshing everywhere in one accent, right, which right, is right. what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. You Andrew. should come on again. You should be one of our when me and Kelsey, because Kelsey's like my new official kind of co-host. You mean your um your your dom? My dom. Yep. Yeah, my yeah. my top. Mm-hmm. Um, she, well, she asserted herself to be a co-host. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah. No. She. But yeah, you me. can come on. We can call Thank it. You. I don't know. We'll rename it. Two redheads in a. Uh, twink. A, a twink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a hard bottom. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you, thank Andy. you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Tail Time Podcast. Um, if you have a <laughs> if you have a story you'd like to tell, um, just please submit it to tailtimepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, on at Tail Time Podcast or on Tail Time Podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you happen to prefer reading your own piece on the podcast yourself, we actually have somebody who did read a piece. We're going to have that in a later episode. Please just let us know, and be we'd be happy to reach out to you. Uh, good night, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye.